Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Trevor Buzak. This is Jordan, coming from Mark's basement. Hmm. Oh, yes, we're all in different locations, you know, just for legal reasons. No, I was allowed to leave Mark's basement. (laughs) 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 He untied me. The chain is quite short, though. So I could get some light. (laughs) A little vitamin D. Yeah. Apparently, there's some kind of virus going around. (laughs) You've been in meditation this whole time. You don't need to know about that, my sweet summer child. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like that. I swear, that's like the third time somebody's called me that, like, in the last, like, day. Ian was calling me that. Anyone other than your wife is not good. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. It's bad. Even if your wife is calling you that. Hey, I don't judge what happens between two consenting adults even if i had a child and the child would be calling me that not good it's still not good no no call me mark <laughs> yes let's not get too personal here yeah. don't pretend that you know me and uh, we also got a christian a dear yeah. friend back, for the last time back from the dead mm-hmm. for the last time right we'll see we'll Maybe. see about that we'll see if it sticks this time yeah we keep trying it just it doesn't take <laughs> it doesn't take yeah we always get them back um but this is a um this is the last of the uh lorehammer lockdown episodes yeah it's been an adventure 
it that's one thing to call it. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. We've had plenty of interesting conversations. Uh pitter pattered by not so interesting ones. <laughs> like right Ian. now. No. <laughs> oh. No, uh it's been it's been a journey these past twelve episodes recording. Yeah. Um it's been different. It's been kind of cool. Uh, we've tried things that we had never done before. Yeah. So it's uh, been a learning experience, but I'm happy to go back. Oh, yes. This is to way too much. <laughs> yeah. Pre program schedule. Yeah. I, I had somebody, but like, oh, yeah, but YouTubers do it daily. I'm like, yeah, they also do these shitty, like, 10 minute videos where five of the minutes is ads. Like,. <laughs> oh what was we, some, well, someone was talking about how we like should be happy to do this or something yeah, like, yeah. daily i would love to see their content <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. i would absolutely love yeah it's just like theirs, youtube so. videos do it all the time daily stuff it's like oh, okay yeah okay friend subscribe yeah. to our patreon <laughs> <laughs> daily. There, there is like, daily. okay so like you know like philip defranco he's a big youtuber um it looks like like it appears that this guy just has a uh, um, like it's just him and his camera and a little like backdrop he set up. But really, he I, he I has saw like a whole production. I team. saw like he did this like behind the scenes thing. He has like an entire building, a full thing of staff. Like <laughs> like the dude like it's not just a, like a little. And he does like fifteen minute daily videos or whatever, ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, but he's not the one editing them. No, yeah, no, he does so like. There's so much work that goes behind, you know. Mark's googling him because uh, he's oh, so. I already had this so pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> he just like other looked, looked pictures at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anyhow, that's kind of neither here nor there. Anyway, so this is for this lockdown, I guess. Uh, we specifically got the uh, Star Lords hosts. Oh, what <laughs> on mm-hmm. our show? Mm-hmm. Uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that both of you guys just are our friends. No, no, and have also been on the podcast. Absolutely, at this yes. point. And um, uh, a part of what we're going to talk about today is uh, a little bit of Star Wars. I think. Yeah, it's a crossover episode. Whoa, whoa! Don't do that. You're going to get it. Copyrighted, yeah. copyrighted. and sued, <laughs> especially by Disney now. Yeah. Yeah, and GW, exactly. like GW's legal team, is already crazy enough. They'll come after you for anything. No, uh, if it's been three years, I think we're, I think <laughs> we're in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been getting the emails. <laughs> Marx has been deleting oh, them. Oh no, <laughs> he created a another email lorehammer complaints at gmail.com that's why i haven't been seeing any of them he just puts them in there and then just delete <laughs> he doesn't even read them yeah um yeah i so i reached out to mark over this because uh a couple of episodes a couple of lockdown episodes back uh you guys had dylan on and you guys were talking talking, talking smack shit. yeah about oh, star wars <laughs> yeah and uh, and I, I think I my had... direct line was "fuck Star Wars." <laughs> I think is you, you say that enough him. times. You can <laughs> quote him on that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I reached out to Mark to uh, to to do a little bit of uh, some defense, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, defend your honor. Defend the honor of, <laughs> the, of, your of our podcast. The yes. <laughs> so, uh, what better team than the ones that run a Star Wars podcast? I think. Mm. <laughs> I could think of some better. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm not the lawyer you wanted. I'm the lawyer you got. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but before that, uh, on that same episode, you guys, uh, you guys are making fun of your critics. <laughs> and uh, and now it's time for well, the critics yeah. to strike back. People, Eric. people that talk shit about us, uh-huh. you know, like yeah. we should take into account what they say to heart, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, it's so meaningful <laughs> what you've told us. Yes, we'll change our ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not ever what I've said to them. <laughs> so what? Yes, are you Christian. a critic? So, yeah. Are you a critic? Do you of have, what we do? Do you have I'm a slight your, criticism? I'm your number one fan and just your number one critic. A half slight, the a reviews, criticism. yeah, half the reviews on there. I just use different accounts. And just <laughs> crap on the podcast. But you never read of our, any of the good ones. All <laughs> <laughs> those comments are negative towards Christian, though. <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of self hate. <laughs> um, but Eric, yes, uh, one glaring uh, thing that uh, that I just made me scream at my dashboard while i was listening to the podcast in the car which i imagine is what a lot of other fans experience when they hear you guys butcher the 40k <laughs> lore in your podcast uh-huh. absolutely uh-huh. yeah yeah uh christopher Plummer was yeah. absolutely well that's not, the guy who played count dooku no absolutely not <laughs> and the case. and i'm pretty sure he played uh saruman no he also discovered north america no 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 but he did do, uh, it was radium i think <laughs> It was. It was. I like how you have to Google all your names, (laughs) as if Christopher Columbus is obscure to you. (laughs) He literally had to Google. I forgot his (laughs) name. Make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No. uh, Christopher Lee is who you're looking for. I hadn't. Like, what a huge brain fart. Yeah. And you just kept going on and kept name dropping over and over. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. is he going to correct himself? Is he going to catch it? No. No. He's going to keep going. Yeah. I I have no idea because. I honest, obviously, I don't know what either of them looked like when they were younger, yeah. right? And the, the Star Crash that I watched is very old, right? So everyone is so they're like very young. yes. Yeah. So in dis- like when I eventually saw like oh that is Christopher Plummer, I was like, well, like I guess it's the same person because like because <laughs> they're both named Christopher. Yeah. Well, no, it was more like I guess that could have grown into that old person that yeah. we saw. But <laughs> wait, no. so was Christopher Plummer in that? Jankity Star Wars. Yes. So it wasn't ever Christopher Lee. No, it wasn't so, ever Christopher okay. Lee. Okay. So yeah. I saw the Christopher Plummer, and I was like, "Oh, is that the same guy who was in the real Star Wars?" Mm. And then I saw his young face, and I'm like, "Yeah, could be. Why not? You know, <laughs> when you get Ooh. old, you change. <laughs> You've been rough on him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he looks it's completely different. That's that's a huge." That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. And then especially on an episode where you guys are mocking your own critics. I, th- I just thought it was like the sweetest irony. Well, I just, yeah, I'm waiting for everyone to message us in now and talk about how dumb, dumb bitches no we are. I'm surprised no one said anything. Yeah, I haven't had, we guys haven't had, had like anything. a live chat, right, going at the same time. Yeah. I, like someone, someone must have picked up on it. Maybe, now hear me out, maybe actually the majority of the people in the world are actually idiots is that possible that is you know what i actually believe it that's I, not I just possible it. it's probable <laughs> yeah does it make them the idiots for not knowing that or do they just like oh like who cares depends if they're who cares or they didn't know like right. me i also didn't know and didn't care so <laughs> absolutely I, you got yeah. the double deep double, well, that's <laughs> double, double jeopardy ignorance. double jeopardy so you're fine yeah you know? if, you, if you're doubly ignorant then you're actually it cancels itself out <laughs> two negatives make a positive right, exactly hmm. yeah Oh, fair enough. Yeah. No, that's it, it is pretty great that we haven't got any 
messages about that. on that. Yeah. yeah. Almost like now. no one's yeah. listening. Yeah. Now they're gonna be like, I knew it the whole time. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> you can send that to James Complaints. Yeah, exactly. At gmail.com. Yeah. He would be more than happy <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> We've opened up another email, James Cheats. Yeah, yeah. At gmail.com. And then I've fallen in love with Matt's voice. Go check that one out too. Yeah. Wow. You guys just mm. cornering the. I email hope to market. get them all. All the emails. All the emails. Yeah. This is the new meme. <laughs> emails. Wow. A little late on it all, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just catching up to the .NET craze. <laughs> Can you log on to the World Wide Web for me, please? <laughs> Let me just, uh, what was the old system they used to connect? Like dial-up? Dial-up? Yeah, dial-up. Where yeah. the robots scream at you <laughs> in your ear. They're tortured. They're yeah. tortured. <laughs> you didn't A know that. A tortured cogitator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there you are. Tell like me what you know, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> One day when the AI rise up, they're going to remember that. That's like the grandsire. Yeah. The, there's one dial-up robot left. And he's, <laughs> and he's just, pissed. he's been plotting his revenge. <laughs> you tortured all my children. And then you discarded them. Yeah. Like right. they were nothing. Yeah. You left them on the side of the road like a used rag. Yeah. <laughs> ha. You sacks of flesh. <laughs> meat bags so jordan christian you guys do do the star lawyers podcast you want to talk a little bit about it what what's <clears throat> yeah what is it and what, what do yeah like what <laughs> well we have briefly talked about it on here before yeah we we did but like uh it. yeah like what is it really like how much i don't know what what would you like let, to share about let it let me like, tell you about the world of podcasting Mark. you have a, <laughs> a lot to learn I, <laughs> <laughs> what is podcasting me, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm just hanging out with eric Mark doesn't know, but we've been recording all our private conversations <laughs> for the last three years <laughs> and, and released it as a podcast. <laughs> posting them on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's under shit Mark says. Ah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So our, our podcast is a little different than Lorehammer. Lorehammer is very like off the cuff. You guys do a lot of research. Um, absolutely. I remember that was one criticism. You guys got a lot too. It's like, they don't, they don't do any work behind the scenes <laughs> and stuff. Absolutely. They, they put in a lot of, uh. Of elbow oh, you should see those notes. <laughs> yeah, <they're> two and <laughs> a half pages. <laughs> One and a half of those yeah. pages being Patreon, Patreon members. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking yeah. top notch. But you do, quality. you guys do like get together. You spend hours. And hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 It typically it. works out like every for hour ev- of po- podcasting. It's two to three hours of prep for me and Eric. Yeah, yeah. So then that's like double the time if yeah. you count it to one person. But uh, yeah, so for our podcast, it's a little different. It's it's more scripted. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go check us out. But uh, we. Sam, who is who has been on your podcast before too, on one of the Dark Elder episodes, is actually Jordan's brother. Um, My lesser half, yep. Your lesser half. <laughs> Does that mean Skyler's your yeah. brother half? Is it your lesser fifth? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You do have a lot of brothers. Yeah, yeah. you guys keep diluting your gene pool with every new iteration. I probably shouldn't be saying that particular term about my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very shallow gene pool. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. So our, our podcast is a little bit different. Yours is a lot more off the cuff, a lot more like uh, banter and things like that. Ours is a lot more scripted. We do have a segment where we kind of at the end of our episodes that are off the cuff and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we spend a lot of time like script writing and stuff and there's a lot more produced on the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I really enjoy is that it has all the audio in the background, like the music and like, yeah, it's very much a, a show as opposed to a performance. Like me and Eric are performing like little monkeys. Like monkeys. Well, you guys are putting on like a show that's like, you know, 
we we try. We're, we're still learning a lot too. Obviously, like, yeah. This is it's pretty fresh. My Could still make it better though. But yeah, there's yeah. always room for improvement. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so not yeah. with Lorehammer. <laughs> You've peaked. <laughs> we peaked we've episode latched, one. We've latched on to what we have. We're doubling down. So yeah. But uh, but obviously yeah. it was, it's a bit of a, a different. Uh, just take on different style yeah was uh sam with you from the very first time you record because i know you guys did a couple and then jordan ran off to the states yeah, yeah. and then it was kind of put on hiatus did you record those first ones that you did uh the first sam? three episodes were just christian and i okay uh, and then sam kind of jumped on late we kind of realized like it is a lot of work sure uh, it's a lot of back-end work for for uh something like that um you know like I don't know what would you say for every a half an hour of scripted episode is, oh man yeah it's like because like, you, you do of, the research and then you do yeah, the writing yeah, and yeah. then you do the editing after the writing yeah yeah, so yeah like, and like you actually have to make it sound good yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah it's choose not, your words carefully yeah. yeah so there it's and then it's usually like a couple hours of editing afterwards yeah and then uh you know and then uh, mastering and all that stuff so yeah. it it, it uh, each episode like I, I would say probably ten, t- at least ten man hours into one episode. So it's a lot easier, yeah. yeah, per person. At least, yeah, probably because more. Jordan does all the sound editing, and I do like most. Now we got the big thing yeah. is we got Sam on to do help with the writing. Yeah. So we alternate episodes, but like even with that, and we have a a, a shortened release cycle too. So we do yeah. seasons instead of like regular episodes like Warhammer because we just can't. Yeah, there's no uh, way to keep yeah, up with it. With yeah. Otherwise, it's a part-time job, basically. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so Sam came on around episode four, and how many do you have out now? Uh, we have, like, our full first season, which was 13 episodes. 13 episodes <laughs> and then we have a few, like, just extra fluff episodes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he's yeah. basically been there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah from like, most yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just he he was he was living out of town, and then he moved back into town yeah. uh, in the last year, and then we just kind of approached him and asked him if he was interested, and yeah, he hopped on board. So yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any uh, up and coming exciting things you want to talk about with it? Uh, actually, we're going to be dropping season two pretty quick here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that or? It's in the works. Uh, so. One thing we're going to be uh, working on, we do, Eric likes to point out all the time, is uh, <clears throat> we like to model ourselves after success, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> so we, uh, we are heavily inspired by Lorehammer. Well, to be fair, Jordan's part of Lorehammer. Like it's I like I helped found Lorehammer. Yeah, yeah. So there, exactly. There's obviously so going to be have a parallel. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that fake. <laughs> Just play with your models, sir. Yeah, let me look at these. <laughs> Just play with your great eyes. Yeah. But uh, on that note, we are looking at maybe starting an RPG campaign in yes. the very near future with. Uh, some uh, some reserved spots for your uh, your popular Lorehammer hosts. Oof, yeah, no, I'm super interested. excited. Yeah, I have too much free time. <laughs> I need to fill it with something. Might as well not fill it with being myself <laughs> and be somebody else. Yeah, that's yeah. probably for the best. Yeah, um, hopefully you can be someone better too. <laughs> no, 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 I'm. Uh, that's not I'm, how this works. Yeah, I'm really scraping the bottom of my like creative RPG characters. I've done so many that it's like the character is getting more and more outlandish because I have to do something different. Yeah, or, yeah. Peter well. describes it the best way. Uh, uh, something like I can't wait to see Mark's next creative performance or something like that. <laughs> I, I forget the exact I word. I do but enjoy your like, characters. <laughs> they're 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 unique. Like some of them are. Some, some people are. like to play to a trope. <laughs> some people like to 
be themselves. Is he looking at me? <laughs> I'm looking at you, Eric. That's weird. You can play 100 RPGs, and Eric is always ends up being the same guy in all of them. Except for this one, he is now a female. Oh, yes. Okay. Fair, fair point. I'm not, sorry. Not just sorry. Eric, no, no. Eric is the hero with a thousand faces. Okay. <laughs> you, you think that, but you don't actually know all the characters that I've done. You know a couple of them, okay. but you don't know all of them. Sure. I'll give you there, that. There, were, there are characters that I have played that do not fall into the category you're talking about. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Sure, there's there's a type of character I enjoy playing. Yeah, there's nothing there's wrong a, with there's that. There's a type. No, no, no not at all. I'm just saying. Sorry, how, how many how many role-playing games have you participated in, Christian? A handful. No, no, no. Sorry, how many? Uh, he was Three. crucial in how many the have you, RPG. How many have I'll you seen to completion? Oh. None. There we go. <laughs> I'm short on time. Right. I'm always right. writing. I have to write so what's what, is this a new uh, 40K campaign or are you That's, talking about? No, just, we're, we're going to do a Star Wars, Wars one. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going to okay. record it and, uh, and broadcast it. So. Sweet. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I'm super excited. So you, we were kind of bouncing ideas around me just not having any ideas. No but, input whatsoever. You no, know, yeah. No, it's yeah, like talking too. to a wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were kind of, we were kind of thinking... Uh, setting it in between yeah in the dark times so that's between episode three and episode four so rise of the empire i think it's uh it's a pretty fertile ground for like lots of change in the galaxy sure for sure but also there being like uh there's not a lot about it so it's it's always good when you don't have to stick to like all these big events are happening that you can't really play with yeah because you know oh this guy has to be here during you know this part of of a movie or something right it's not heavily scripted but uh, but having that kind of like free range to do kind of what you want, tell your own story within like a more grim dark setting, uh-huh. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. I like I like the darkness. That's what attracts me to forty k. Is like you know you have optimistic sci fi universes like Star Trek and stuff. I like the dark stuff. I like you were born in the darkness, uh, yes. <laughs> molded <laughs> by it. Mark's basement. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. There's it's still a lot in the works. Sure, know, sure. So I wouldn't expect it anytime super soon. But uh, but yeah, it's exciting and uh, and like even last night, I spent a good majority of the time that I should have been working, <laughs> <laughs> thinking and plotting. So who's gonna run it? That's uh, to be determined. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it may be me. It may be. I have to approach Sam. Sam, if you're listening to this, <laughs> now's a good time to let you know. <laughs> oh, those are the best ways to find out about changes to your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're fired. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, Please don't leave. <laughs> we need you. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of exciting growth. We're still a fairly small podcast right now too. We're still building our audience, finding our footing. But uh, anyone who hasn't, we've put out ads before but if you haven't checked us out give it a shot see if you like it see the different tone oh yeah and, and uh, even if you don't like it give us a five-star rating review <laughs> anyway <laughs> i would consider it a personal favor to me if you did that there you go yeah. leverage that yeah. warhammer yeah. clout yeah there you go and i'll take the money that you guys owe me for doing that yeah. thank, 10% you. Fee. Yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you a finder's fee yeah. <laughs> finder's fee yeah but uh for this lockdown episode um i was inspired by you guys' conversation with dylan mm-hmm. a lot of uh 40k versus star wars talk <laughs> that came out well it's not really versus it's not really a it's fair not really it's, a it's a not a fair fight it's, yeah, it's exactly. a one-sided ordeal well, it's, not, it's not a fair fight so <laughs> almost anything fighting 40k isn't fair so right. you do agree with that yeah with what we so, came out with with jedi versus space marine 
Maybe to an extent. Um, uh, an average versus an average. There's still... Okay, so here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. How often do space marines take out psychers? I, I agree with your assessment. Jedi could be like equivalent. I wouldn't say low-level psychers. I'd say mid-tier psychers. And the reason I'd say that is Jedi have a lot more control over their abilities than psychers tend to have. You know, it's more sure. advanced discipline. Psychers sure. that have you know been soul bonded or something like that that can consistently use powers without the worst effects of the warp coming out. Even though that's yeah, always and, a chance. and there's yeah, way better chance of that happening. Yes. Like there's no chance there's of your no, head exploding yeah, being a Jedi. The force, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And if anything, like the closer your connection to the force, the more powerful you are. Right. Yeah. The more sure. you get in league with the warp, the more dangerous it can yeah. become. Right. So I would say like mid tier level would be like the average Jedi versus Psyker, just because in terms sure. of control and things like that. Okay, sure. So then on that note, like, uh, you know, I I generally agree with the premise. Like Space Marines obviously physically overpower almost any threat, be it Jedi or or anything like that. But that magic element of the Force or the warp um, definitely tips the scale, and the lightsaber too. The lightsaber could theoretically penetrate space rain armor or cut it in the weak weak joints and things like sure. that. Sure. Yeah, I'd give it no problem yeah. cutting through a, the armor. Yeah. The, the problem would be true. like, okay, so you cut its arm off. Now you're right next to this guy who's just going to break your fucking spine. Right, yes. Like, the thing is, though, the Jedi are also like uh, superhumanly acrobatic and fast. Space Marines are too. I think a big thing that people always are misled about Space Marines is because they look like tanks. They, they're supposed to be slow and lumbering. Absolutely not the case. Yeah. Um, so, you know, comparing speed, I, I, they would probably be pretty close in a matchup. It's hard to say when you're talking fictionally. Sure. You sure. can't put hard numbers on. Yeah. And when you do, you end up with wonky stuff like, well, the, how many uh, pounds Death can Watcher? Superman mm-hmm. bench press? Seven. Infinite. Right. Whatever the story exactly. needs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, the, like an average space marine versus an average Jedi, it seems like not even, not even, uh, uh, a competition in which way like that the the space brain would wipe out the average jedi yeah i i would agree i would agree with that. but there are but there are some jedis like there's some sith that can literally destroy planets so yeah <laughs> when yeah, you go into the levels you never of see yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff in right. the movies yeah, yeah you yeah. see like the most powerful thing is force lightning which really just turns you into a crippled looking old <laughs> sack flesh sure, bag, yeah, right? yeah. you know like but, okay but here's the cool thing about overlap there yeah if you look at the dawn of war cinematics you have uh that eldar when the blood ravens ambush them yep and there's an eldar psyker that they attack and yep. she uses essentially what is force light yeah, yeah. on that space marine. it you know it slows him down and up he still kills her you know he still like forces his way through whatever kind of yeah. shield she puts up with her mind and like he's slowed down by it for sure but he still he still ultimately kills her gets to her yeah yeah um the other thing i was gonna say though is what about sith sith um focus a lot more on destructive combatives and, yeah. and destructive force and that even force lightning being a generally a dark side power sure um you have sith that can strangle you from far away like darth vader darth vader might not be a great example because again he's like a higher level higher tier yeah. element that's like oh well Calgar so, could be you know so my, the whole thing with strangling though is like okay you're gonna have to strangle that space marine for like a week before he actually it <laughs> you runs know i hadn't of, even thought about that the, right yeah. like well, like you would have to strangle him for a long for time not before. the only thing is like what's the actual grip that the force choke applies because some of these people he's choking for like a while he's not crushing their throat he's yeah, actually yeah. strangling sure, so sure. It, is that grip strong enough so to actually okay, so here's the other thing marine, about right? for the force 
they always talk about the divorcing of matter versus like what the ability of the mind can do. You can lift a starship. It's not, sure, yeah, not it's, exercising it's, an. Uh, it's Luke trying to lift up the ship, right? Out of exactly. The so if swamp. you if you put in that kind of force, like it's essentially unlimited, as as powerful yes. as that Jedi. It's limited by your mind, exactly. Yeah. But you, I don't psychology. think you normally see those <laughs> Jedi who have like transcended that ability to like, yes, I can actually do anything. No, because we've can... seen we've seen a couple in video games, right? Where like they pull starships out of the sky. Yes, like. That's sweet, and that's like a matter of it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, you can. They're do just going to pick up a space marine. The space marine can't even like but touch the ground. All I'm there. saying is that that seems to be very few and far between. Like I don't think that's an on any kind of average. Well, so so here's my question: possible. Like I really only have knowledge of Star Wars through movies. the movies. The movies. Yeah. So in all their extended le- universe, I think they call it Legends. Is it more common to have high tier oh, power? Can, can we just touch on that really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hate Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Our overlord Mickey strong, Mouse master strong, strong dislike of Disney unless yeah. they want to pay us. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> always change our tune. <laughs> There's enough zeros on that check. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That was all we needed. One zero. <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying, like I don't really know any of the extended stuff. Is it more common to have like super high powerful um, force users in their extended universe, it, or is like like Vader still top tier? You um, know, Vader's kind of a bad example because he's a crippled top tier. He would have been better, but even even okay. in his Vader form, he's actually a downgraded version of himself. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's tough because it's the same thing with 40k too. I was thinking about this is like, what space marines do you want to use? Do you want to use space marines from books? Yeah, yeah. Space marines Some space marines get killed by video games. Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's such yeah. an all over the place, even internally. It's okay. not internally consistent. And like, that's a big thing with fiction and like making fiction fight itself. It's like. Especially with such large universes. Yeah. And you have things like. Both of them. Yeah. Both of these. Yeah. It's just like superhero matchups. Yeah. Like, oh, what Superman do you want to use? From what yeah, edition? Yeah, what yeah, era yeah. of comics, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard to get an, an average. I'd say Jedi tend to be more powerful in the expanded universe. Okay. As just as a general norm than what you see in the movies. Okay. Even though the funny reverse side is that is in the movies you have people like Luke and Vader <laughs> who are supposed and even Palpatine who are supposed to be top tier. Yeah. So I think yes, a lot of that's like limitations of storytelling in the screen. Sure. And on and you know, an hour and a half of just watching Luke blast stormtroopers out of windows just with force <laughs> pushes, right? Sure. But uh just to add some tension. Yeah. But, um yeah, it's, it's hard to, to do that kind of matchup. Sure. But um, it does happen enough. There are a It lot happens of- enough that I would say, like, I would say, like, a, an average, and I'd even go with average Sith more than average Jedi, because, again, Sith focus more on combatives. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they even wear things like battle armor. So what you guys are saying, and sure. I fully agree, like, physical weapons tend to take out Jedi more, used more consistently against some things. Like, they call them slug weapons, which are essentially regular ballistics that we use in real life. Yeah. Because those bullets travel faster. And, you, you know, um, Jet, I was going to say Swiss Range. Jedi have, like, uh, su- supernat- not supernatural, but, like, they can almost... Precog? Yeah, precognition, right? Prescience. Yeah. So Sinusience. <laughs> what? Sinusience. Oh. <laughs> they can smell the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that helps them... Smells like bullshit's about to come in this room. <laughs> yeah, but that all, that always helps them obviously be a little bit ahead of the game when you know danger is around. But bullets travel really freaking fast. So even I, just, I don't know light. if I a hundred percent agree with that assessment though. So they could theoretically block a couple of shots, but if you're like no 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 down, more about the uh, the Sith being generally better in combat than the than the Jedi. Like in theory, 
the Sith are more erratic, um, less disciplined than a Jedi would be. Sure. L- You're like, talking like a Shaolin monk versus like a right. berserker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Could like a more controlled, focused individual take yeah. up like a, a big threat like a space marine right. versus someone who's just like going to go berserker mode and try and take right. them out. Sure. Uh, but one element I was going to say is Sith tend to wear battle armor. So in yeah, terms of like true, what you guys are yeah. saying, I completely agree. Bolt weapons to kind of change the game, right? Space Marines using lasers. Oh, yeah. Like Jedi is just going to deflect that, deflect it back at their target. Yeah. But bolt, bolt weapons, not only are they a ballistic, they will also explode. Yeah. Uh, and explosive. And you too, have many more rounds coming at you at a time. Yes. Than, and <laughs> explosives also tend, tend to blasting. take out Jedi as well as a, you know, a tried and true technique of killing Jedi. Um, but that being said, uh, one, they can use the force to kind of like absorb that impact if they're a fairly powerful Sith or Jedi. And the other thing what is... What about an average? Yeah. So again, there's like, yeah, I would give it to the bolt gun to take out a Jedi for sure if they're average. And the other thing too, I was going to say though, is the battle armor. So you're dealing with a lot of shrapnel coming at you. So a Sith would stand a better chance of yeah, absorbing yeah, that's the true. shrapnel yeah. after the detonation. Yeah. Yeah, like even I would imagine like Stormtrooper armor would be good against shrapnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so that brings me to what I was actually going to get to is that even though the Jedi or the Sith Force user, let's say, versus Space Marine battle is, I'd, I'd lean heavily towards Space Marine unless you're like a more top tier uh, practitioner of the Force. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a, a necessarily a fair matchup because um, a lot of Star Wars actually has some pretty close parallels to 40K and I wouldn't match up necessarily a Jedi or Sith to take on a Space Marine. What I would actually match up is something called a Dark Trooper, who is a lot like a Space Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, <laughs> up, pull up the Google machines. <laughs> um, so Dark Troopers have three kind of phases. Uh, they're, they are both an, a robot and a battlesuit. So they could have a human pilot, hmm. or they could also operate on their own and there's three kind of phases of them i'm talking about phase three ones which are the biggest they're they're pretty close to they're like space marine sized in scale they are monstrous they tower over regular humans like i think they're three meters tall yeah or or more and uh they have a whole complement of weapons built into their power suits which is always something interesting too i found about space marines that they don't have not that they really need weapons built in i always think of things like iron man with like actually built in capabilities yeah uh, I mean, space marines are, are super deadly, even just on their own, right? Like, their fists can tear apart tanks and things so, like so that. So the Phase 3 was designed to be worn as a battlesuit? Designed to be worn as a battlesuit, but can also function as an independent AI. Hmm. Which gives it a huge edge. Um, the, the human pilot isn't necessarily anything special. And in theory, uh, a space marine, you know, could tear open and pull the pilot out. But it might not necessarily neutralize the battlesuit if it's running on its own. The other thing is, like I said, it has this whole complement of built-in weapons. It has shoulder-mounted rocket launchers. It has, like, massive laser cannons that it can, you know, extrude from its arms or shoulders. Um, It's a super deadly suit, and it's made out of a very uh, tough metal. And I think that would be more of a fair matchup. Yeah, I think it's probably a better assessment. Yeah. Now, I think still one-on-one, a Space Marine would still win because a Space Marine has not only the armor advantage, but also the biological advantage. You shoot a space marine in the chest, you're not necessarily going to kill him, even if you penetrate the armor, because he's so tough inside yeah, and yeah. out. Whereas when you're fighting a giant robot, like you could theoretically damage it enough to cripple it. Yeah, Brant, uh, he has a, a funny saying where he's always like, anytime robots are involved, he's like, machines are so fickle. Like, 
one wire gets disconnected, the whole fucking thing's down. It's yeah. all fucked. Yeah, exactly. So you, you could theoretically hit it in a very yeah. vulnerable there's, way. There's a very fantastical thing that we see a lot of times with robots. If they lose an arm. Oh my gosh, like I'm still functioning fine. I'm just missing that arm. Like, would that really happen with like a, a robot? That stuff. That's the fantasy element is yes. that you accept the fact that like, okay, they can sustain like individual injuries and still function on like a level all the way whereas, up to their just having their head intact only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's also like machines are usually purpose built. So they have singular functions and like more complex machines are a series of purpose built mechanisms put together to accomplish a bigger thing. So if you knock one of those pillars out, it cripples the machine. Yeah. Whereas humans have the advantage of being adaptable, right? Sure. Like, you know, I blow your arm off. Okay. You're going to chew, chew my, you know, <laughs> chew on me as still as a threat, right? Like you have, sure. you can compensate for things yeah. I, and be more creative in your approach versus robots who are very single minded in their. Sure. Do you also think wonder to like assassin droids, would they be a better matchup to a, to a space Marine than a. Yeah. That, that could be an interesting uh, approach in 40 K just assassins in 40 K seem they're kind of a mixed bag against space Marines. I don't know how you feel about that, Mark. Assassin, I, sorry, assassin droids. Assassins in forty. Oh, yeah, oh, from like the oh yeah. Uh, they they seem yeah. to be on that weird power level thing where depending yeah. on the book, they are either better than a space marine or worse mm. than a space marine or what clade they're from. I don't like the fact that no, they should be ever better. better than a space yeah, marine. I, Otherwise, I, you would just need to make assassins, assassins instead of space marines yeah. as your main troop. Has always been my my yeah. thing with that. Um, and there's examples of both of space marines easily overpowering assassins and assassins easily overpowering space marines. Yeah. Um, so that one's more of a mixed bag because I like assassins in 40k are, are super enhanced. Yeah. Right? To the point of like, it, yeah, an assassin droid would be the equivalent to that, right? Same yeah. kind of s- spectrum. You know, assassin droids would be built to be super fast, super deadly, have all cool complement of weapons, be able to sustain damage that normal humans could over yeah i i think the problem is making this comparison is like there is more of a standard among all um among all space marines like even the worst of all space marines is going to be incredibly lethal and deadly right yeah whereas with like jedis and even sith for that matter there's like such a wide spectrum of power right like and even like like mandalore there are mandalorians who have slaughtered jedi right yeah so and they're just regular humans they're very like they're they come from a yeah they're very skilled and yeah they're very but they're still ultimately just humans they're not enhanced in any way yeah yeah, exactly. And even Jedi, like a good Jedi, isn't necessarily a good fighter. Yeah, right? like yeah. they're not they're not meant to be soldiers. They're more philosophers. philosophers. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you could be a really great Jedi healer, and even like yeah, on par with a space marine's healing factor, a Jedi could like meditate and heal like life crippling wounds, or come back from the dead if you're Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All you need is a little kiss. <laughs> you just need the power of love. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, that, like that Jedi is not necessarily going to be a good fighter, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not their function. Whereas a space marine is purpose built for war. Yeah. Right. And that's why I'd say like a better matchup would be something else that's purpose built sure. for, for war. Um, as fun as it is to to make random challenges. <laughs> um, another thing. My dad can beat up your dad. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a there's a YouTube channel I follow called Eckhart's Ladder, and he does a lot of matchups of fictional universes. He does like Halo versus 40K and 40K versus Star Wars, and they're they're all very like strict scenario based um, setups. He does, and I think one thing is a lot of people do like false equivalencies between the universes. 
Um, sure, they might literally say the Space Marines are the Jedi's, like Space Marine counter. librarians are the Jedi's of this universe. Right, exactly. Right? Which yeah. I, I don't necessarily, or they do like civilization versus civilization, which aren't necessarily on the same even tier. So like why the matchup is yes. already one-sided right out of the Absolutely. gate. Absolutely. And it's weird because context is very important to understand the power level within your universe, but you're talking about two things that cannot exist together. So trying to understand the context of them together, it almost will lead you down a weird path. Yeah, and you're always making compromises of life. Yes, exactly. Instead of just looking at, okay, this is exactly what I think this person can do versus this is exactly what I think this person can do even outside of the confines of Of their their perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, But I do admire his work. He does do his his research. 40K always wins. (laughs) Like you can, no matter what universe is fighting, if 40K is involved in it, he does one that's like different super soldiers and stuff. Do you think he's fanboying over 40K? No, he's actually, he's a Star Wars fan. Oh. And he even like, he's newer to 40K than he is to the other stuff. So he doesn't even, I don't think, he probably by now he's been doing this for a few years. Now he probably understands the depth of 40K, but even one of his earlier episodes I was listening to today, preparing for this. He was talking about like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you did homework. I was, I was, I was ready. He was oh. doing his research. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was saying like, he's totally new to 40K. He's like, I don't really understand the universe that much. So, you know, cut me some slack in this video. And even then 40K still trumps most universes. That being said. Just the, yeah. The level of death and destruction that just pervades 40K. It's yes. literally built on things that destroy and kill other things. Yeah. And I mean, like there's okay. very, there's very little depth to 40k beyond war there's the quote like in the 41st millennium there is only war war. yeah it's more war than star wars in star (laughs) wars star wars even though i guess they both have war in the title yeah Yeah, but star wars isn't just about war there's much more involved in yeah like the first three episodes there's so much politics in it (laughs) yeah Yeah. in the get in this galactic senate right yeah Yeah, absolutely Mm -hmm. talking about (laughs) Is that a pro or a con? I'm just wondering, so, is that right or wrong? No, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, politics is always a precursor to war, too. So sure. That's true, yeah. They, you know, it's more than just, oh, they're bad because they're different than us. Yeah. Like, there's a very complex and nuanced, like, political structure that led yeah. to this conflict. Kind of like real life. Yeah, but it just, like, Warhammer doesn't super focus on yeah. that. Whereas yeah, yeah. it's a decent portion of the Star Wars realm is that there's another aspect of this, and that is the politics yeah, you could of play, war. you could play a, like, a, not that you couldn't do it with 40K, but you could play a Star Wars RPG and, like, yeah. be super combat light. Well, you can tell entire stories of, like, Star Wars books that have very little conflict yeah. even in them. Whereas yeah. if you have no conflict in, in 40K. any 40k yeah, story like, people would be like oh like i get the setting but it seems a little dry like yeah. it's missing something that really represents 40k and that is conflict so yeah. that's a difference is yeah and it's part of the nature of the medium too 40k spawned from a tabletop war game right <laughs> the whole driving narrative is why are my is guys battle, fighting battle. your guys yeah. yeah versus star wars is built on philosophy and like Oh, you know the Jedi do a lot of other things outside yeah. of fighting. fighting so, is so it, I think it's tough to find. Like, yeah, the false equivalency makes complete sense. It's yeah. like they aren't very similar universes when you actually look at what they focus on. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, there are actually even doing a lot of research for our podcast. Um, like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but Star Wars, the depth, the depth of both universes. Uh, you guys were talking the other day about Lexicanum having so many pages and like you you couldn't possibly hold all that knowledge in your mind, right? And just like the nuanced detail of like, oh, 
every page has another link that you can click and you can go down a very deep rabbit <laughs> hole in 40k star wars has i would argue even a, a greater depth oh yeah in that regard if you look at their wikipedia it's probably a bigger universe it's oh, yeah. absolutely it is any you take any frame from one of those movies every background character has a name a backstory a life outside of the plot of the main film yeah like you could freeze frame like a cantina scene and like yeah. every single yeah, character yeah. in yeah. that bar has <laughs> a whole history yeah and that's something I love about it. I love the depth of the universe, and and that's something that attracts me to forty k too. Is just that depth, right? Not not. But a also, lot of also too, that. just like the sheer market of Star Wars is so much bigger. Like it's more mainstream. It, it incentivizes people to write more stuff about uh, it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just, got a huge economic. Just for some perspective, like yeah. the Wikipedia has one hundred and fifty six thousand pages. Yeah, and the Lexicanum had. I think it was 21,000. Yeah, it was in the 20,000s. And then the 40K Wikia has 6,000. Oh, really? That's tiny. Yeah, that seems low to me. The the 40K Wikia is unreliable. I know, yes. But if you want to compare Wikia to Wikia, that's 156,000 to 6,000. Yeah, exactly. And some of those pages are massive. Like, you click on Anakin's page, it's freaking, like... A well, book unto itself. Well, that's I think that's and with like the Disney split off, it's made it, it doubles, it's a whole doubles beast. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But people are rewriting stuff. Yeah, it's a very big lines. reason of that though is that they didn't they open up the Star Wars IP and anyone was allowed to write within their system, and all of that stuff is included in the canon. No, not exactly. No. Um, yeah, Lucas. Some of it's confusing. Yeah, what they <laughs> how they went about it, and yeah. you also got to look at how I, I, Star Wars is older than forty k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. By a couple of decades. One decade. At least one decade. Maybe one decade. Star Wars is the 70s. 70s And 40K is the 80s. 80s. I think the first first Star Wars book, like that, it was like in a... The first spinoff book. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There was a a screenplay that came out, and it was Luke Starkiller. That's right. And it came out in like 76 before the movie. Didn't the movie release? In no, I'm pretty sure. 77 is when. 77 nope, is when the movie came out. Came. 1976, November 12th. Is what? A New Hope. Uh, okay, the book was first published in 1976. Yeah. And the movie was released 1977. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Don't question Jordan's. So, <laughs> 76. 76 is the official, let's say, yeah. Star Wars. And then I think the first Rogue Trader came out early 80s. Yeah. I feel like it was about a 10 year. 1983. Yeah. Okay. Close. Yeah. yeah. So the six years. Y- yeah. 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 So they do have actually a fairly similar amount of time to build up their big repertoires of lore. Yeah. The big difference is Star Wars was big right when it started. Yeah. Where Forty K yeah. hasn't really gotten. It still isn't mainstream. Star Wars yeah. introduced like, itself yeah. with one of like the best movies of that decade. Yeah. Right. Even, like. Yeah, and exactly. Warhammer introduced itself as here's a very niche game, yeah. an underground game that you're gonna find in your game <laughs> store where only yeah. nerds and losers go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. That's me. I'm including myself in Of course, in of course. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, I think like Star Wars too, it, it's just easier to market something like that to such a wide It has such a wide audience. audience. Yeah. Good luck marketing demons to your eight yeah, year old yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, well, that's uh, why we have the uh, Warhammer Children books. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're only just starting, right? Yeah, they are only just starting. Exactly. Correct. And that yeah. is a big direction, marketing direction that GW is yeah. going in right now. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're trying to secure the the long-term customer like get your yeah. kid in when they're eight totally, and yeah. they'll be here they'll for, be the addicts for the rest years. of their lives yeah, yeah. it's, a good, it's a good idea smart yeah. yeah and that's exactly what they're doing and that's uh, they are being successful like this strategy is paying off you can see their their stock prices are through the roof yeah 
and uh yeah just having that wider market audience yeah. and star wars had had always benefited from that right? absolutely yeah. you can write star wars horror you can it was star wars very marketable wars, from yes. the beginning yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. merchandising is actually where star wars made oh most yeah. of its money yeah. like star wars is a multi-billion dollar franchise yeah i don't think i don't think 40k is there yet it has definitely the potential i think to get get up there it but, might be a billion dollar franchise by now ah uh, yeah and I've spent a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> just from Mark alone. <laughs> Mark alone is funding. GW. Yeah, but yeah. all this to say that the Star Wars universe is more expanded yeah, than the forty yes. K universe. It's even cool. Like uh, Star Wars goes a lot more two and two. Like maybe it's not the right word, but the science of how things work. So if you pull up like an article on a blaster, they actually tell you how that blaster functions and like yes. the mechanics of it. Where 40K, it's like even bolters. We don't know if they have recoil because some people <laughs> write bolters with recoil. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Do you they know? eject cartridges or not? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's very, uh, which I appreciate. I appreciate detail like that where, yeah, they know how their starships function. They, yeah, they have cross sections. And, and everyone of ships seems to, to everyone seems to fall in line with that. Nobody yeah. writes like super competing. Like, no, my blaster doesn't function like. Yeah, that. yeah. you ha- you always have a, obviously outliers of course any big outliers, universe, but it seems more committed in the Star Wars universe yes. than the authors. So like even the pre-established within, rules. Yeah, so was, even yeah. to like authors within their like inner circle of black library, they have differences yeah. in what they write. And yeah. that's just like those should be people who are extremely consistent with each other's stories. Yeah, and familiar and, with what they're, they're Absolutely. Doing. And even there, there's like glaring differences yeah. even in how they write characters yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah yeah so i think that's that's something that star wars has actually done really well all things considered absolutely, yeah. yeah it is a big criticism that a lot of I, like fans are so pedantic and like <laughs> oh yeah a big criticism Said christian <laughs> i i'm one of them i, I that's why i know in the that's nerd. right he yeah, includes yeah. himself in the fan in the pedants yeah yeah um but the, the big criticism a lot of people had of the old legends is like, oh, it's all like a mess and it's all inconsistent and blah blah blah. And there are plot is it holes. called legends or legacy? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Legends is now what everything yeah. prior to the Disney buyout is called. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Legacy. No. 
Legacy, there is like a, a huge comic arc called Star Wars Legacy. Yeah, which but was Star Wars like in the future. It's like Legacy is the era after the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, never like mind. 200 I just years had the wrong. The yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then canon now is what Disney is writing. And yeah. that's the big thing that Disney, I'm going to just shit on Disney for a second here. I'll take every opportunity. Eric's <laughs> eyes are so wide. He's like, don't slander our potential funders. Yeah. I don't think Disney will ever. <laughs> Lord, ever. No, I just get nervous. Disney's a big name. Yeah. No, I, well, I'm sure a lot of Warhammer fans can see the obvious flaws with like Disney's approach to certain franchises. Yeah. And our podcast too is yeah. a big response to that. The whole reason we're doing it is like, we like the old stuff. The old stuff was really good. Let's not forget it. So that, uh, to anyone listening, is kind of the thrust of ours. We're avoiding the Disney canon. We're sticking with the Star Wars Legends, expanding the EU, telling the stories that we don't want to die. Yeah. You know, as they as they release this new, um, water watered down. I think two people often they accuse both of us of being like just these old veteran gamers yeah. that don't like change. But no, we're open to change. It just has to be fit good. the setting, and and that's another good. thing. Like you know, Mark and I are like just soul, internal soulmates. consistency is like a big yeah exactly like a big thing yeah yeah and and so, th- wait did you say we're soulmates I did I did nice. say, I was hoping that would go under the radar I like <laughs> never knew we were that level that but uh, yeah. no but, but how do you feel about Taco Bell after that this is the true question <laughs> I'm for it <laughs> soulmates I've never been against it uh, no but uh, but yeah one thing that's very paralleled now with you know, the new direction that GW is going in and something that I feel like I, I'm a hundred percent behind Mark whenever he, you know, he craps all over Primaris Marine War and like the new stuff that's coming out. And yeah, exactly what you said. Like they accuse like crotchety old fans of like, Oh, you just don't like anything new. It's like, no, I like things that are new. They just have to be good. Yeah. You know, the quality is, is they have to fit what has already been written. Yes. In my mind, you can still expand on things, but it still has to fit. There are rules that you have to follow. More or less, yeah. Uh, hmm. I, if you're, if you have to go by what's already written, then it's almost like there's ten commandments of of Warhammer, and like you are not allowed to break these. So if you say like the most powerful psyker, so someone wrote a long time ago that blank is the most powerful psyker, and you have an example of what they were capable of. Does that mean no one is ever allowed to write a more powerful psyker? than that person it is if the law is the emperorism like if you wrote a character who's more powerful as a psyker so, than the emperor so if they wrote a uh, this is the most powerful space marine the most powerful psyker space marine to ever exist was this guy and then does that mean no one is ever allowed to write a new psyker space marine who potentially exceeds that power so i i have two things so i personally never want to know who the most powerful is in anything absolutely so i don't think they should write that in the first place but stuff like that does exist yes so then yes nothing should beat it unless that other guy has now been downgraded first so maybe the the most powerful actually now died or even just got mortally wounded or something like that that's a pretty stiff box to try and introduce new ideas to because new ideas do need to come or else it's like Yep, another weak person, another well, psyker. Another it's you're just going to yeah. get carbon copies of the same thing over and over with slight name change, slight you can color have change. Interesting things happen without yeah. them being this is the best and that's what uh, makes well, him interesting. That specifically is poor sure, writing. Sure. But what the idea I'm trying to say is you said that you cannot write new things unless they are already established in no, lore. No, 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 no. That is, sorry, I'm very much then misspoke because I am a 100% fan of people writing their own stuff. I don't follow anything GW dubs. I write my own stuff on everything I do now. 
but it still fits like the themes, the flows of 40K. Yes, and I think that's the more important yes, thing is yes. you need to understand the setting more than you need to understand the history yeah. of, of a place. Because 40K, like the history seemed to be very fluid until recently. It was very open-ended. It, yeah. it felt like uh, the most important things in the galaxy, like you would know about on one line, and that was it. And it wasn't yeah. fleshed out. And that one line was just supposed to give you the feeling of what was happening in that moment. It wasn't supposed to hard and fast rule what happened in that moment. And that, I think, is way more important to understand when you're introducing new things than, like, uh, the whole, like, this person is the best psyker. Like, I think that would be a dumb thing to limit yourself to when writing new lore. Or if someone says these are the best space marines that have ever existed, does that mean there cannot ever be a better version of a space marine and do i think that they did it well with primaris i'm not pleased about that either do i think that there should never ever have been a better space marine no i don't think that that's the it's limited so the other that. side of that question then is execution it, well, right and the execution yeah. poorly done but do yeah. i think that we should limit and say that it was impossible for there ever to be a no. better version of space marine no absolutely not yeah okay but like, there I've even said on like some of our episodes, like yeah, if the emperor was somehow involved in the Primaris project, all would be forgiven in my mind. Yeah, and know? that's pure execution on your part. It's yeah. not the fact that there are better space marines yeah. that bothers you. It's yeah. like how oh, they like, did it. It doesn't feel like they stayed true to the what the feeling was about space marines. Yeah. yeah, and the feeling that they were these warriors created out of the emperor's genius. And how can anyone's genius be better than them? And part of that is also we know a lot about space marines. The more you know about something, the more familiar. Ex more. Yeah, and then the harder it is to break away from that. So, yeah. and that's something that's come out recently, I think is Yeah, but something else that you mentioned there, which I think both can be leveled at 40k and Star Wars, um I just lost my train of thought. All that <laughs> clickety clackety. Sorry. <laughs> well, like so like to me, the only thing you you can or should do really, like you could go the Marvel DC route and just create multiverses, right? If you really want, want to, to take your own take. Yeah, on something. If, if you really want to change it, I yeah. hate multiverses so much. Why? Oh, I actually do too. I hate. I, hate I hate Superman fighting Superman. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why? I think those matchups though are spawn. So the multiverse thing isn't so much to get your hero to fight himself; it's to see an alternative take. Yeah, yeah. It's just what if Superman had? It's, it's was more like a thought but, but I hate yeah. the fact that they all in like the story they do all exist at the same time and they all are and real. they can overlap. Yes, I, if they did, if they had no opportunity to overlap and it was okay. confirmed that they were completely unrelated to each other, I'm hundred percent then mm. for it. I hate the fact that if Superman dies in one reality, it doesn't matter because he can come from another multiverse sure. I, I think that's so dumb sure that's like lazy writing for sure i just th i think that's a big part of the multiverse aspect in and of itself is that it removes any real danger because there's infinite defenders of the universe out there right? yeah but if you wanted to go like a very almost like as a thought experiment like a very different direction then i'm totally cool with it just make them unrelated yeah yeah fair enough. that's and that's just me personally you know, I, yeah. I, I know that you'll have different takes yeah, yeah. um kind of included in that and to me the multiverse is like a mixed bag it's just like there it there's some cool ideas there, some bad ideas yeah there's a lot of lazy writing when it comes to the multiverse but it is also like some of the writing is like it's just like 
having a different take like what would this happen in an yeah. old, and like, i love that yeah. stuff i love thinking about the what ifs yeah. what ifs yeah. just disconnect them that's right. literally my only complaint about multiverses yeah. i love seeing like what if superman was dark yeah. You know, what if or Spider Russian, what if like Red yeah, Sun, absolutely. Red Sun yeah. Superman? Yeah, you know? what if yeah. you know, like what if um Spider Man was bit by something other than a spider? Yeah, right, sure, but it's the same goat. kid. Yeah, what if he was goat man? <laughs> Goatly. <laughs> Eric, you're really pushing your uh, your novel <laughs> superhero. But yeah, all I'm saying is I'm totally willing to see those. What if he but... ate a bat? <laughs> <laughs> well he's Batman. No, it's Wuhan man. <laughs> no, he's Batman. Wuhan man. <laughs> yeah, but I I just I don't like the fact that they are connected. That's all. Right. I love the thought experiment idea. Yeah, and I'd wish you'd see more of that in 40k. Like, but that's so hard. I 100% disagree. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go into um, like you're saying, kind of lazy writing. Like you get a lot of bad content with that. You get a lot of like, oh, everyone's gonna just write whatever they want, and it loses what the essence of what that. You talking about is. the multiverse? Yeah. So like, what if you wrote a version of 40k where they didn't hate aliens? You know, it's like, okay, well then is that even 40 K what if space Marines didn't exist or what if space Marines are really Tau or, you know, some, although actually, you know what? I completely <laughs> take that back. <laughs> I just thought about, did you see the pictures of the space cool Marine in the Tau suits? Yes. The most recent ones that came out. Yeah. Like what if, okay, yeah. okay. Hold on, hold I don't on. even think that's a, what if that has to have happened? Yes. So here's, there's two things I'm going to say. One 40 K is so broad on oh, yeah. purpose built so broad on purpose that they let any possibility almost happen. Yeah. So that's the first thing. It, it almost exists in a multiverse into itself. You want an Imperial Guard Regiment that's based off of 19th century, you know, you know X-Faction? Yeah. Go for it. It's, it's, it's possible. But it's, yes. Other I, I, than some very few hard and fast rules. It has similar themes in that yes. regard, but it's a little different in terms of yes, how you it can, functions. You can't overthrow the Emperor or you do anything right, really crazy. Correct, yeah. Uh, but There's all, still very fast rules. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is so there have been some fan works that are definitely alternative 40k histories like you have like the Dornian heresy and things like that those are some big what if scenarios what if all the loyalists are traitors and all the traitors are loyalists and and I love those I just like the fact that we all know they're not real yes exactly so we all know they they... don't actually exist in any universe (laughs) the Dornian heresy can't hurt you Eric (laughs) (laughs) yeah well Dorn is alive so (laughs) and he's a loyalist yeah and he's coming back save me to save me <laughs> yeah so so okay i i, I kind of retract that statement because i do actually enjoy a lot of fan works of alternative and even some of the takes on some of the mystery pro marks i'm like i don't take that as canon but that's an interesting idea yeah sure. with that. there's many things that are well written just because i don't agree with it i can still think is like i, I appreciate how well written yes. that is but as long as there's a hard and fast distinction between what is real in 40k yes. or canon and yeah. what is not yeah um, and even Star Wars has that. They have a line called Star Wars Infinities that plays with a bunch of what if yeah, scenarios. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah. yeah and they have really cool concepts. Like, what if Anakin was like a good guy the whole time or was redeemed and survived? Well, he is a good guy. The what whole if time. he was actually <laughs> his own father? <laughs> <laughs> well, even in Star Wars, there are a lot of uh, anti Disney Star Wars fans who. Who just call uh, di- the Disney canon an alternate universe, and the legends <laughs> is the legends real is canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a, <laughs> it's, I like living in the past. <laughs> I refuse to I don't accept think, reality. Yeah. I don't think you can <laughs> do that. Fake reality. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because like I think ultimately George Lucas is sort of the god of Star Wars, and he yeah. he so chose to surrender it to disney so that's absolutely that's yeah. what it is <laughs> that's the case so if gw ever sells out to disney <laughs> it is what it is I don't, 
I will still probably enjoy the majority of 40K. That's, that's the one thing, too. Like, even as much as I bitch, I really only bitch about Primaris Marines. Yeah. 99% of things only, GW that's does, only gonna change. I enjoy. Like, um, the bitching about Primaris is only going to change as it goes to more, on. To more bitching, yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll get stronger and yes. more virulent. Then that will change to crying. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the five stages, stages of grief. Finally, yeah, yeah. acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bought my first prime. That's gonna be the day <laughs> when Mark buys his I first primary. I swear to you, model. that will never happen. It's gonna happen. Shouldn't nope. say things that are recorded like that. Uh, <laughs> no, things fine. that can come back and haunt no, you. No, I'm a, I'm a man of my word. I'll never buy a primary experience with my own money. <laughs> that is a very no no no. You gotta okay, listen to okay. that very no, wait, distinct. Oh yeah, with I, my own yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So I call on the fans of Lorehammer. <laughs> To purchase, to troll, uh, no, to spite purchase uh, a Primaris Marine for Mark. No, a Primaris Army for Mark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that will totally show me. <laughs> a whole new Iron Hands Army. Oh, we no. send it to address. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, uh, one thing, too, you were saying, I was saying about execution is a big thing. And you have that. Okay, so, like, same thing with the Primaris thing. And you are saying, like, oh, well, there couldn't be anything better. You should be open to things like a better space marine coming out and stuff. But you also get into a cycle of just ridiculousness that I think Star Wars and 40K now have reached of like they have no fresh ideas, so they keep repeating things. <laughs> oh, you need a new super weapon? Here's another Death well, Star. Yeah. Oh, you yes. Need, you need more super soldiers? Here's a super, the, super soldier. Yeah, Here's a yeah. super, super, super soldier. I, right? I remember talking with Peter at one point about the Death Star and how ridiculous it is, and I liked the perspective he had on it. It was that the um, – so I think it's called the First Order at that point, right? When they're making the new – The Disney canon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, talking so, yeah so they were created – a third Death Star, yeah, right? Like, but, but bigger. bigger and stronger. Exactly. Yeah. But he was saying, like, that's actually really representative of the First Order itself is that they themselves actually don't know what to do. All they know is how to look back on what had been done and saying, we have to do the same thing. And I, I liked that perspective. It was, like... I think that's you, Peter it being be. too intelligent that's like very, reading into that's wishful thinking. Very well it could like. be. <laughs> yeah. But I, I appreciated that perspective. Occam's Razor is the, the, the most lo- uh, probable explanation is probably true, which is like they just didn't have any ideas. Yeah. It's very possible yeah. for that. But I, I enjoyed thinking like sure. how dumb was the First Order. <laughs> like in the movies, like they're dumb people. It's all dumb people right. managing so, But does them. that make that an interesting story? No, 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 no. no. Not but all. it's the best explanation that I have. Sure, yeah. For, it's like, like headcanon, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're You're reading into this yeah. work and it, Absolutely. you're pushing in your own ideas into Yeah, yeah. By no means am I saying that's why it's there, but yeah. I don't mind that as an explanation. Yes. yes. Which I, you know, I agree and with so, that too. But there's things we do that with we 40K have Peter as well. on our Star Wars podcast because I want to tear, uh, I tear into that. I don't know. <laughs> but we do I that just, with 40K. I can't agree with him. On that's exactly the point. That's why we got to do it. People love to hear people fight on air. That's true. Yeah. But I'm saying we'll have a lightsaber duel. <laughs> but I'm saying we do that with 40k as well. We also rationalize in our own mind what right. is released in the game and the story in order to to make it comfortable yeah. with the explanation. And like that's just a matter I think of every time. fictional universe Absolutely. You have to yes. some degree have to do that. Yes, yeah. sure. But there comes a point where like I'm just going to overwrite what you wrote cuz it's so bad. Absolutely. I, at this point, I'm just rewriting all your work. Yes. Like, there are there are many things in the, in the most recent releases of the Star Wars movies that I can, and this is the whole point I'm trying to make, that I cannot rationalize. I can rationalize them making that Death Star. It makes, I can get it in my head. Like, what's well, because they're actually really fucking dumb. But there are some <laughs> things happening in that, that movie system that I'm just like, oh, I, I have yet to find any kind of perspective about this that I think is good other than 
just really shitty Disney writing. Yeah. And that's the big problem that I have with those movies is I can't rationalize them. Yeah. But even, even okay, even with rationalizing, and I keep trying to make comparisons with 40K, but this one is too severe. I'm not even going to sully 40K's name. But, okay, so thing, things like uh, that. 40K's good name. Exactly. <laughs> that thing like the Never Death would we sully that. <laughs> not on this podcast. Not on Never. this podcast. Um, but like you were saying, like, okay, that's a cool explanation for the Death Star. But here comes a rational point of it. How do they build with less resources, yeah. less manpower, yeah, something bigger and stronger? Always been right? One. So, again, like, and that, that's the where new, the rationality falls out the and window. And the New Republic is supposed to be like... The imminent such a power. strong, yeah, yeah. Such a, and yeah. then all a of a sudden presence. they're yeah. like, and then Leia's like this, like obscure general, renegade. Who, yeah, yeah. It, it like didn't make any. Even from the first to the second Ab- movie, it didn't make any sense. Absolutely, there's. I was there's, like, well, my, what is going? There on? were things that I had to pick and choose and say, like, I'm choose okay with this. <laughs> Absolutely, like I'm okay with this small thing. I'm okay with this small thing. But there were so many things out there yeah. that I just couldn't and that was just the struggle i had with it yeah. is and it that pervades all of those these new things coming out is just it's so tough to find an acceptable excuse for yeah, why for these, someone's poor work absolutely yeah. it's yeah. just so internally inconsistent that you, there's like yeah even the characters for they change from the one movie who the character movie. is changes from one if movie they're anyone at all and not yeah. just a cardboard cutout of x person has these traits and that's yeah. all they are and they don't well like like uh, admiral huck's or whatever he was in the first one, he was kind of set up to be a very powerful, like intimidating figure. And then by the second, he's one, just a whining. Yeah, rat. That, by the second one, he's like he he's Poe po defeats him like like super easily, yeah. and it's like it makes no sense, right? That's like, really a drop in a lot of spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen these movies yet. Well, don't bother. You don't have saving you the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna watch. We're actually gonna watch all nine Star Wars movies at right the now? same time. Right oh, now. on have you nine seen that YouTube? TVs. No, I haven't. No. Okay, go on YouTube. Anyone listening? They have that exactly. All the movies playing at the exact same time oh on one screen. Oh, it's like divided so into good. nine boxes. That's so it's actually good. pretty crazy, though. If you put the second one, the third one, and the ninth one in reverse, they all line up and it all plays backwards <laughs> and they meet into this giant, beautiful masterpiece. And it's Anakin mm-hmm. riding off into the sunset it's on it's a sandy planet. It's and crazy. he's finally come to grips but like with all Sam. Them show that he's forgiven Sam. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so definitely watch that. The yeah. third, the fifth, and the ninth but in I, reverse. Like that that whole bad story writing, like you're gonna find that no matter where you go. That's in Star Wars and 40K. Yeah, so that's exactly where I was gonna jump on with this. The big thing right now is the horse heresy. Now, for me, anyways, comes to a finish, and it's crapping the bed hard at the end, at the finish line. I believe. I know you're reading them, but like, no, any no, of the new I'm stuff not, that's coming out, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Yeah. And you know, some things are just better left alone. But <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I think we have different reasons why we don't like it. That that could be true. So, um, I I am less. I'm sorry. I'm more willing to accept. Uh, differences in story than you and Mark are. I'm more willing to accept like a shittier excuses, right? Because you guys are a much more sturdy and confident in like what you believe is like the right way to do. <laughs> it, it's true. But that's but, a very uh, nice way of putting hard headed and stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the writing itself is what troubles me the most. And how like it's actually the, the pros yes or, yeah. like like how it's actually written and communicated to me like many ideas can be very good it's just how is it communicated to me i am so frustrated with the loss in the damn book yeah. uh, it was what a terrible terribly written book hmm. 
And that's also because you, you do spend a lot of time reading and you're like a bit yes. of a literary. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy the reading aspect of it. And I want to know, like, I'm not reading things just to learn and pick snippets out. I want to understand the story from the perspective. And you went from something like Solar War, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Solar War. And then to go right into the next book written by a different author. And to like, such what the f- like, what happened in yeah, this yeah. book? Like, and it's I don't even know if it's the mm-hmm. author's fault or if it is actually Games Workshop fault. Saying, all right, this is what you're writing about. This is what yeah. your story needs to start and end. And with. he's trying to like, and he's work around what absolutely because yeah. yeah. that's what it more feels like. It yeah. feels like he's trying to fill like a quota pages, and Games yeah. Workshop gave him like the worst job out of everything right and so i'm hoping it doesn't continue that way as i read these books because i know in the end to though like so it's a seven series i know how can you talk about that one battle for seven fucking books (laughs) it should have been three books tops i don't know if i told you christian but one battle it's yeah in one battle battle. of terror yeah the siege of terror so in the first (laughs) book in the solar system there's no chaos presence at the start of the book there's no, like, armada. There's no fleet in the solar system. Yeah. And by the end of the first book, Luna has been taken by Chaos forces, yeah. and, and the entire Chaos fleet is surrounding Terra. Yeah. That's from book one beginning to book one end. Right. In book two, they start bombarding the Imperial Palace, and by the end of it, they are bombarding the Imperial Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And very, very little actually happens in that book. And it's a decent-sized book. Yeah. Like, right. I was so frustrated while reading it. <laughs> After yeah. going from the Solar War, which I thought was very well executed, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I- I'm very not looking forward to reading the rest of I am and I'm not. Yeah, but that I think that's a different thing because I'm more than willing to accept the like, changes that they're making. Yeah, and yeah. the solidifying of the lore itself, yeah, I'm which willing, I'm not liking exactly. Where, but I'm just really struggling with how they're communicating it to us. It should have been way less books. Yeah, based yeah. on the judgment, I've read two of them already. Right, which isn't a lot. So, I think a good way to like kind of visualize what we're talking about is like a painted miniature. So it could be well executed. The painting could be like top tier, super realistic and whatever else. Perfectly shaded. But you painted your Grey Knight like an ultramarine. Yeah. Right. So my problem is you painted your Grey Knight like an ultramarine, whereas in your case, you're like, you know, Solar War is a really well painted figure. I mean, I have a big connection to Grey Knight. No, I know. That's probably a bad example for you personally. Yes. But you're like, I can appreciate the painting. Absolutely. Versus it being lorically wrong. Uh, But then someone does a crappy paint job and you're like that's just a crappy paint job yes you, know. uh, you can objectively remove the model from the setting itself yeah, and, and appreciate like, the job for what it is and then once you pack in all the knowledge of 40k around that model then you're like well it sure it might be a great paint job but it's actually very wrong yeah so yeah i think like what level are you looking at it what lens are you scrutinizing this introduction of new lore or this introduction of disney like what lens are you looking at it through are you looking at it from a first-time consumer are you looking at it from someone who just enjoys movies someone who's actually a hardcore fan yeah, and exactly. all of you will have you different can perspectives it. you can criticize the movies just as movies absolutely yeah. they're just bad Star- movies right, exactly you could just yeah. and even I, I even say any that, star wars yeah even as a yeah. big star wars fan i'm like they're just bad movies. and i i agree with you a hundred like I think we're very similar actually when it comes to the movies of the new movies of Star Wars itself yeah. and just our terms of where we think they rank. I just think you have stronger feelings about it than I do. Right. And that, a lot of that comes from the lore and the history. Yeah, you're more connected is, to Star exactly. Wars. Exactly. The more EU and everything else that they've overwritten. But and and then on the flip side like it's not necessarily a one-to-one comparison cuz I can also appreciate someone else buying an IP 
They're doing something different with it. You can do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, and you can even improve upon it. No one's could. saying that the Star Wars IP is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And oh, you could come sure. up with something better. Like, There's a lot of crap in Legends as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was right right from the get-go. Disney said they wanted to improve. Uh, they wanted to have a very strong, cohesive narrative across all mediums, which is fair. <laughs> like, if that was your angle, then they screwed it up so hard. And yeah, less, they couldn't even do that in three movies. They couldn't movies. even do that in three movies, let yeah. alone their books contradicting each other and like, yeah. having to be rewritten. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy mess. <laughs> but GW has always been 40K, right? GW is, you know, be it Rogue Trader, be it First Edition, be it the new Horse Heresy books. Yeah. Like, it's all coming from the same author essentially the same over overarching the same parent mind yes exactly so in, in that regard like it's not like gw sold the ip to lore to warhammer and now i am <laughs> not that warhammer is selling its IP. <laughs> i would there's no buyers <laughs> somebody can buy that's oh. that's the problem Shit. seven million dollars <laughs> that's our Starting current case. that's our current valuation <laughs> of the company yeah from uh, eric that's right yeah <laughs> I am not a pro accountant. Ballpark it. Ballpark. <laughs> okay. Uh, so one other thing. I'm um, going back to the uh, who's a, who's a good comparison for a Jedi in the 40k. Would it be like a Psyker? Would that be a closer comparison? Yeah. Rather than a if you, the, if you need them to both wield magic, yes. Yes, they're yeah. both your magic wielders. Yeah, yeah. Psychers yeah. are more. They have combat like, psychers, but they also have non-combat. Psychers what about too. an Eldar? Like psychers are sort of sorcerers, and the rest of like in Star Wars, the population that isn't connected to the Jedi Order, they just understand the Jedi as sorcerers, like yeah. wizards. Yeah, yeah they wizards. don't need to know anything yeah. about the Force. It's just magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and they don't they don't know about their philosophy or anything beyond sure. the yeah, fact yeah. that these mystical warriors come in and they have strange powers. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. That's the outside perspective of yeah. Jedi. So I I don't know. I was just trying to I was trying to wonder if there's a better comparison. So the other thing too is you can include Xenos, something that's often yeah, yeah. horribly <laughs> overlooked in Warhammer is all the Xenos factions. Sure. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, what are Xenos in forty K? What is a Xenos? Yeah. <laughs> something that GW likes to ignore. Yeah. Um so yeah, you just mentioned Eldar. Yeah, Eldar Psychers. So you described how Jedi are particularly athletic and graceful yeah. and they seem to have um an ability beyond regular yeah. humans. And all Eldar have a connection to the war. Yes, right. exactly. Enough that they can like if, wield if, it. If you said that the Jedi was a standalone grouping of people as its own and all of them have a connection to it, it's very similar to how all the Eldar have a connection yeah, to whereas the war. A natural connection. Yeah, whereas to with them. humans, it's like you have one-offs and a gr- bigger population. Yes, it's yeah. more outliers. Yeah, exactly. Um and I think that's a, a fair comparison. And even Eldar, you know, they use a psychic ability for art. They use it for war. They it use pervades it for their, their whole life. culture and Yes, society. and their philosophies even. Very similar yeah. to, I think, to how Jedi view. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with So that. That, that might be a better comparison, a Banshee versus a Jedi Knight or something like that. Banshee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, again. Yeah. But maybe. But magic, you know? Yeah. Like, can you strangle a banshee before it even gets close to you, right? Absolutely. Can the banshee yeah. shrieking mask blow a, a Jedi away before he even has a chance to strike? Yeah. Right? Is like, the force able to protect him from something like that? Yeah, so. from sonic weapons and things like that. So yeah, there, there's a lot it's of tough. a lot of variables. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there are also lots of parallels. While I was researching Star Wars, um, they have it a, a phase where the Republic got taken over by essentially a space pope, 
and went Ooh. on a religious crusade to exterminate alien species. And I think that's very just a good centric. time in any setting, though. <laughs> is not for the Xenos. All, all settings ultimately end up with humans purging Xenos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fundamentally. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, there's like a whole series. They had like space crusades and everything. And I don't know if that came out before 40k or if it was even influenced by 40k or they just saw real life crusades and like oh let's make they that kind of did sci-fi. the same that's started probably from the, the same premise thing. it's possible yeah, yeah. it's but, not the first fantastical sci-fantasy series yeah. to draw heavily on History. a religious R- religion and genocide and, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah and you even the terminology used constantly crusade space popes um like the names follow very popish names from yeah. history and things like that yeah where, where 40k it's definitely different like when you have like one of those oh ultramarines maybe are based off romans that's way more likely of a thing because that's how the game was like yeah they literally originally. let's throw romans in space yeah exactly where star wars yeah i think it's just it's it maybe coincidental yeah. yeah but star wars draws a lot on history too more or less yeah so it's it, it obscures it a lot yeah. more it, it has that's a, the thing a heavier coat of paint. It. Yeah, yeah yeah well I, yeah I, th- I feel like the influence like the original influences of star wars were more like uh japanese culture and spaghetti westerns kind of getting combined almost yeah there's there's definitely like thematic whereas like the, the, the yeah but it, th- that's what i mean though th- like the thematic inspiration for yeah. 40k is much more um like romans basically you know or or uh um crusaders you don't think like so? the empire the roman empire itself yeah th- like the imperium itself yeah, the imperium. is modeled after yeah. the roman empire and yeah. like an imperium like you don't think thematically that that's what inspired it I d- really i don't know i don't, I don't really I don't <laughs> what like i agree i agree with your assessment but like if you were going to sum up 40k would you use rome as your example no like if you could describe 40k in like one sentence i would say more like but gothic I, I think it's like like my it's like words to medi like medieval yeah. gothic so and one thing with 40k too is for, 40k itself is more like post-rome it's more like the dark the heresy. dying sure yeah yeah, yeah. right the exactly empire. they have a not glorious the new, past but there's yeah, not like the a new bright note Rome. yeah exactly but there's like imperial legions right like but that again that's 30k that's my point. Yeah, it's yeah, like fair the enough, 30k yeah. self is like the bright past. Even then, you can go farther back to like the dark before the dark yeah. age of technology is like even the brighter yeah. past, the enlightenment, yeah, but I'm ancient saying, Greek time. The sort of like spiritual inspiration for thematically what it is just seems yeah, to absolutely, be that. and even like the iconography. Even like, though it's like the uh, eagle is yeah. very much the they Roman split era. off the whole standards and bear, like yeah, that yeah. they wield, yeah. and it's the such aesthetic. an honor. Yeah, the aesthetic is, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. Is is it based off of what all, Rome actually was, or was it based off what we wanted Rome to be? You guys always keep forgetting one thing: Rome is eternal. <laughs> well, Rome, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but also, but also, all like a lot of like the Latin words you kind of hear in yes. 40k, right? Yeah. Like, but they're all a lot of them are actually wrong as well. They're not. Like, I heard recently it's pseudo Latin. It's pseudo Latin. Yeah, yeah, is is yeah. this what we thought Latin was? Right? It could be a like, caricature of exactly. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and part of that, I think, is a limitation. They don't literally want to use Latin. I saw a comparison to yeah, yeah. the language of 40K. They have high Gothic and low Gothic, but it's not literally like low Gothic is often often comes off to us as English because we're English speakers, right? It's not actually English in space. You don't think that like 
space marines are actually speaking English to each other. The same way that High Gothic isn't actually Latin. You don't think on Terra they still speak English? Because that's low Ooh. Gothic versus High Gothic, right? right but it is but, Gothic uh, so, so English. So let's change the perspective, though. Like, if we're Russian and we're reading Russian codexes. Right, exactly. Low Gothic would be Russian to you. Yeah. And it's not. It's not meant to be any one of those. In universe, it's probably its so own like, language. So it, exactly. 10, the, the, 40, Luna wolves, the, the Luna Wolves are from Cathonia, right? Yeah. That's yeah. The, so they speak Cathonic. So yeah. is Cathonic Logothic? No, 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 no. So that's, that's a whole other different language. Logothic is probably its own combined like, mix of... Just pretend humanity exists for another 10k years. What languages die out? What languages evolve? What languages... Some lo- languages will join and form a new language. Oh, so you, right. that you think that... Okay, so the Logothic is just a marriage uh, and a mixture of... All the cultures on Earth until eventually they whatever speak language. one language. Yeah, yes, yeah. or okay. that one language is forced on. I see, I see, I see. And then by that same token, because High Gothic is Latin esque to us, because that's the best association we can make with it, because we have that historical connection of like, okay, that's like Latin to English. It's not actually Latin esque, right? Sure, not literally. It's whatever the the higher version of that way of speaking. Interesting. Is. So Low Gothic actually has a little bit of Latin roots in and of itself. That's not at all what I'm saying. I thought that's what you're saying <laughs> no. is that the High Gothic is just the better version of that. I don't understand what you're saying, man. No. What's the connection between Low and High Gothic if they're not related they're at all? They're derivative of each other, but they're not, not derivative of English or Latin in real terms. They just look like that to us because we're reading into it because of our... So what came first, Low Gothic or High Gothic? Who knows? Uh, probably High Gothic. And well, so Gothic then is, the Low Gothic is no, the they, derivative they probably, of High Gothic. Sure, yeah. They probably yes. have like a common ancestry, right? Is it, well, no, that's it, what I'm wondering. It, it, okay, Do they come so, from the same place so or did parallels, one come from the so other? So in real life, the parallels are that like English is a... That is how like language develops as common right, ancestry. But, so the Latin would have come first and then English is like a super... It's not even derived from Latin technically. It's... It's really more Germanic and, and, Germanic, and other, yeah, other yeah. elements, but our, our uh, I forget what the word is, but the structure of English follows more German yeah, yeah. Uh, origins. But that, it that, is that a, comes from... English is Germanic. I yeah, think, and that, that's, yeah. that comes from the whole, like, the Holy Roman Empire was actually centered in Germany, and that was an extension from Rome, right? Right, yeah. So that yeah. same kind of thought process of, like, okay, so Latin is like the the root word latin used to be the common spoken tongue in rome yeah. but it was elevated to this point so like in the dark ages only priests and learned men learned latin everyone else po- spoke the common tongue of whatever region they were from france hmm. or germany or whatever right the same way high gothic would have come first as like now the learned language and then low gothic is the common tongue so again, it's not that necessarily Latin oh, English comparison. I see. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be connected at all. It just means. Oh that. my gosh! <laughs> no. Do they have to be connected? Yes, because one is a derivative of the other. But you're saying that Latin and English don't necessarily whatever language. That's only because the we happen to people, speak English. But you're saying whatever language the lesser people were speaking, like it didn't have to be connected to latin like there were there are orthodox priests in russia who would speak latin does that mean the lay people's language is connected to latin no but that's again that's more that's more circumstantial and that's the kind of the problem with or we're saying English German- is a bad we're, we're saying that we're using germanic languages that's not related to latin language no but it comes from the history of i don't i then i don't understand okay. your connection at all okay i guess just think of it this way high gothic came first and then it devolved into common speech, okay. which is the logo. Which is different than so that what, is the connection. Which is different than the history that you just described. No, with it, Latin. It, it wouldn't make more sense if we were Spanish or Italian speakers, because you would have the common tongue derivative of. It just happens that English happens to be more Germanic, but then you make that connection. It's like, well, why do we speak a Germanic-based language? Sure. Because they were the predator, the 
But we have like a lot of Latin words that are root, yes. rooted in Latin. <clears throat> yeah. English is such a bad language to use as an example of anything. Because yeah. it is such a corrupted <laughs> mishmash of like... I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it's horrible. It sound. has a, a very colored history. It's, it's a hybrid. It's grating on the ears. <laughs> I find is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But... Uh, hmm. I've never really considered what I thought like the history of high Gothic versus low Gothic yeah. was. There's a huge like Reddit article of like actual linguists yeah. that were like, so low Gothic. At least they is, said they were. You never know. What's yeah, right, but so low Gothic is definitely its own language. It's a very specific language, and yes, high Gothic, but it's not English. Right, is my yeah. important thing. We it's just a, read it's it. A mutation we read it as English. Of English. Yeah. Well, because there would be there would be a history of English. English could have died out. English, you know what? It very well could have. It very might have no association with English whatsoever. That's fair. Yeah. 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 I guess my point is, it's not English and it's not Latin in space. Well, it is Latin in space, but it's not. It's the way we read it because of our own history. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's fundamentally what I was getting at with Hmm. that whole (laughs) tangent. But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That took longer than I would have thought for me to (laughs) latch on to. But we all feel more educated healthier we're all linguists now we're all linguists. Yeah. where's james he needs to be on this episode james we bestow you your your uh language degree <laughs> on the air given by the lorehammer lu we call it lorehammer university mm. Mm. please uh please fund us as uh as, as an learning in- institution yeah we are here for your donation yeah you could probably apply to the government as like uh to get funded as a uh, yeah as an institution perfect that's all i want Huh. Cool. What were we talking about? Anything else we need to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what... uh... Well, I'm checking our notes. Oh, there are no notes. (laughs) Mark was really adamant that I write notes, but I wanted it to be a free flow. Well, you have the paper in front of you, so that's that's That was to take notes because I I honestly... So going into this, I pictured this being a fight between us of like, no, 40K is better. No, Star Wars is better. Well, 40K is better. I don't... And you'd pull out examples, though, of like... You know, well, there's X number of Imperial Guards. Well, Christopher Plummer <laughs> is very clearly, very clearly not the strongest Jedi. I mean, <laughs> Yoda beats him pretty easily. So, and even you know, Gandalf beats him. So he's yeah. not that great. Are we, is this gonna be a three tiered <laughs> thing? Are we, are we bringing real magic into this now? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, hope everyone enjoyed that last episode of Lorehammer Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> did you? I did. I learned so much. I also was taking notes and not. I de- I sincerely doubt that. <laughs> What's on his computer, Christian? The home screen. <laughs> He's been staring at the logo. And just typing. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yes. 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 Yeah. Important. Big no, things. I definitely gained a new perspective on just even the language of 40K. 40K. Yeah, yeah. I had. I guess I had always assumed that low Gothic was a form of English. Yeah. I had never considered it's the fact that. It's only because you read that, it that way. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd never considered the fact that it might not be English at all. Yeah. And it gets, it actually gets, It probably wouldn't. Like, there's no language that's been static for 40,000 years. No. Right? Language <laughs> yeah. is super mutable. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, interestingly, too, it gets weirder. We're back in it. Hello. Oh, we're back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So I was, same thing on Reddit. Um, I, I, I proposed this one is, have you ever thought about the way we interpret orc speech? Because orc oh, speech yeah. is corrupted English. So have you ever listened to the orc audiobook? Red Sun Rising, I think it's called. No, I haven't. Okay, so in that audiobook, they actually speak Orcish in that book. Like in the Orcish language as to what we would hear? 
in the Orkish language. It's very cool. So they will speak the Orkish language as like, and it's just made up gibberish, It's like black right? speech. But then like then, so they do one line of that and then they read it in. Um, what humanity it, translate orc speech no, no, as? Uh, like the crumpin. No, no. So then it would translate it. Yeah, into crumping. Then it would translate it into how an orc would talk to a human. But orcs have their own language. So so orcs speak two languages? Is that what you're getting at? They speak- Not all orcs, but yes, like orcs, orcs have, have a their, native tongue. They have their own languages. They could have thousands, millions. They, they could sure. have infinite. Probably they only have one, though, just because of the way everything is single-minded in and built culture. into their genetics or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then when humans try to speak, or sorry, when orcs try to speak low gothic, it comes out as that, like, let's go crumping. Yeah. But that's... That's not orc speech. Yeah. Correct. That's not, yeah. 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 They're so why, oh, okay, so why is that how they view English or the sorry, not language, but logothic. Yeah. Right? Because that's the language. Because they have a hard time translating from whatever their speech sure, is. Sure. But it's it's interesting. I, I wish like, I had a clip of that. Like why is Crumpin a make, translation for them? That might right? just be like yeah. their original word though. Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. No, interesting. They just didn't have a word well, for it. Well, that makes sense. So like uh so like Jamaicans, if you go to Jamaica, pigeon, yeah, they speak a form of English called pigeon English, and it's like it, you almost it's hard to even distinguish it from like or to, it sounds like its own language. Yeah, it almost sounds like its own. You'll language. You'll pick out a word, here but you will, there. yeah, you will pick up other words um, that they speak, and then and then they'll like code switch, so they'll go from like speaking pigeon into like speaking uh, in, like uh, UK English, and and. Uh, um, like when they're talking to white people, but when they're talking to each other, like you, you almost it's, it's very, become its own language. Yeah, it's very yeah. different. Same with Creole too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and and beyond that, where it gets more complicated too is so okay. You read Orc and you read English. What happens if you're a Russian speaker? What is Orc speech? Do they write it as yeah English? Is Crumpin still Crumpin in Russian, and does it have the same association, or do they write like a corrupted form of Russian? But that's a now problem. That's yeah, not, that's, that's, that's that's an outside that's universe us. problem. Yeah, that's in real yeah, life, yeah. right? Yeah. Not interesting. But it adds another layer of like, okay, yeah. what does how that... how do you effectively communicate the feeling of what orcs are to some using because they use a made up language, and how do you communicate that yeah. to someone who speaks something other than how you write? Exactly. Interesting. And, and it gets even more weird because like. You know they're they're very much based off of a, a subculture of England, England, you know, soccer hooligans, right? And they speak like a uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? What's that like when you watch like Industrial Revolution England type movies when people are like speaking that really crappy form of English that that it shows like their social status? Hmm. Is that Cockney? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cockney, Cockney, right? Like they speak like a Cockney, like very. It's you can tell East London. Sure, I, I don't know. I, still, I don't know the I geography of Cockney. London. Ooh, There's yeah, gonna be some British guy no, listening. He's like, right. "What are they talking about?" But Cockney. yeah, it's it's got that like it's Cockney like slang, yeah. right? Exactly, and that's kind of like because of that again that association. Same thing with Latin and High Gothic that we have in English. It's like okay, I, I get kind of what you're trying to portray, but what happens if you're an Italian speaker? What does that sound like if you're trying to convey that idea? They probably each have their own vocal like yeah. sort of. Poor, le, the poors, the way the poors <laughs> the talk. Poor's talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know, like, if you're a Lorehammer listener who's from a different country, reach yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. How do you consume and, like, do you get the same? Yeah, like, what does orc speech sound like to you? Yeah. yeah. And when we talk about orcs, like, and when you consumed it on your own, did we come up to the same conclusion of this is what it means to be orc and to communicate as orc? Like, yeah. How was it um, communicated to you and then how did you interpret it? Interesting. 
Hmm. An Eldar language. <laughs> I got nothing. There's nothing there. It's just derivative elvish. <laughs> Corrupted lower form. Space elvish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or is it elevated to space? To space. <laughs> it's a higher form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else then we want to get into? You want to do 1v1 matches? Why don't you guys record in your podcast? I thought you guys had somebody recording. What? I thought you guys were recording today or something. Yeah, we are. What time? Three? <laughs> Pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like exactly. five minutes so here. We should <laughs> wrap this boy wrap up. We could, we could wrap it up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or let's just lead right into our podcast. Right? I got the script right here. <laughs> okay. <with> these guys. <laughs> just, <laughs> I do want to invite on your podcast <laughs> one day. Uh, you know, our guys will reach out to you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll make it it's, it's in the mail. The invite's in the okay. mail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hurt feelings. We leave it on hurt feelings. Well, thank you for uh, hurting my feelings. Joining <laughs> us f- on this last episode of the Lorehammer Lockdown. It was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. It's fun to talk crossovers, even though we both know it's an impossibility, right? Well, I mean, right? Multi- Star Wars the multiverse can support all things. <laughs> I've been Damn. told uh, by people that nothing is real except for space, space marines. marines. Space <laughs> marines yeah. are the only thing that's real. Guardsmen aren't real. Space marines are. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. but uh, no. Uh, and you know what? Thank you to all the listeners for joining us on this. No, for putting up. With yeah, it. that's well. That's what I was gonna <laughs> allude to. But yeah, for um, consuming this uh, Lorehammer lockdown for taking the time. Out of your busy schedule. Humoring <laughs> us. Yeah. And what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Really, for, you guys uh, are not locked. What is it? You're not locked in here with me. I'm <laughs> we're locked in here with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the quarantine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, if we haven't said it enough, reach out to us on our Discord. It's pretty active community right now. We are running a, a painting contest specifically for our Patreon yep. members. Um, yeah, if you want to join, do two things. Become a patron, hop on our Discord. The rules are all there. It's very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. There's some simple. big prize money. I've been talking to the guy who is uh, uh, funding it. He fronted it, yeah. And he's thrown in more cash. So it's crazy. Like a madman. Yeah. so <laughs> mad lad. There's going to be a lot of cash being thrown around. So if you want some easy money... Just give us money. <laughs> give us one dollar. No I one's guess. saying it's actually easy money. That ah, we should re- we should redact that. <laughs> Are you a good painter? Um, yeah, that's <laughs> the how easy. Anyways, yeah. thank you for listening. Um, this is the last Lorehammer lockdown episode. Yeah. Now we're gonna go back to our regular release schedule of every biweekly we do a main episode with a bonus episode. Potentially filling in there. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, thank you to Christian and Jordan yeah. from the Star Lords podcast and one of the original members yeah, of Lorehammer. Thanks for coming down. Oh, yeah, it's nice thanks to have you Thanks for letting me out of the basement. <laughs> well, back down there with you. And you here's got, your chain and collar. You got this episode to edit. Yeah. Yes, I do. But um, yeah, give our in a Wuhan sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Eric. I love making Eric do that face. We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Our Chinese listeners are not going to enjoy that. Well, I don't think this is actually allowed in China. Yeah. That's my yeah. guess. <laughs> they won't even be hearing this. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, but yeah I'm sure get... we've already been flagged by the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right from episode one. Yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, just 
come over and give our podcast a listen to you too if you're leave bored. them some constructive criticism <laughs> only constructive criticism actually just no criticism <laughs> no 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 if you have criticism send it to a James complaints <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your Star Wars podcast was shitty <laughs> oh yep. please much. start using that in your podcast <laughs> James complaints at gmail.com for sure, for sure. cool uh, well I think we should end it because we've been trying to end it for how many minutes now so hold on have you ever considered <laughs> we're land in this plane <laughs> droidicas versus men of iron mm. we'll let we'll let the listeners think that one out yeah that's a tough one i think anyways <laughs> signing off see you later bye-bye peace At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.